Welcome to the Let's Go Bestie podcast. It's D and K. So this podcast will be a little bit about this and a little bit about that. We're Jesus in the mix. So let's get into it. Okay. Question is, how do you cope when you're uncomfortable? Um, that's that's a, a lot of ways I cope when I'm uncomfortable. The number one way I cope when I'm uncomfortable is crying. I am a crybaby. That's all I do. I cry. So that's the number one thing I do. That's not the most cute and a quaint answer, but I cry. All right, D, what's up? What you, what's going on? Well, I get, I can say I cry, but that's not the number one thing I do. And God has been working on me with this one. But all right. Home. I eat. Are <laughs> <laughs> you uncomfortable? You eat? I eat. Okay. Oh, my goodness. You know how people, like, if they go into a depression, they are not eat. Yeah, that's if me. If I go into a, per- a depression, I'm going to chow down on everything. See, we're I, opposite because she eats and I don't eat at all. I am an emotional eater. I eat my feelings and God is really working on on. What type of me. things you eat? Carbs. Oh, so she like don't healthy bread. eat? No, not healthy eating at all. Like bread and um, just anything bready. Anything bready. I love me some bread. And God, last week I was on a fast. I did a whole week without eating anything. No, uh, um, um, bread, fruits, and vegetables. Okay. Last week I did a whole fast on fruits and vegetables, and I was stressed out because I thought God wanted me to continue on the fast. And my mom and them bought pizza on Monday, and I was like, God, do you really want me to fast still? Because I thought it was for three weeks. He was like. You can have that pizza, but I thought that was the enemy saying, you can go get that pizza. And I'm like, oh, God, you told me to fast. But most of the time, I, um, well, I hear God wrong sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I be like, well, God said that I have to be on a fast for three weeks, a 21-day day fast. But God really didn't say that. God told me the uh, week prior was a fasting period. And I I did it. And it was just so easy because mm-hmm. I guess when when I want to do something on my own or eat healthy on my own, it's, it never happens. But God gives, gave me his power last week, and I was able to right, do word. it. I was able to do it. And I just Ooh, felt so good, but I felt so bad after. Because uh, I ate the pizza, of course. I want to eat that pizza. And it was good. Um, He told me, don't go don't, don't go crazy, because I can go crazy with, with food sometimes. But he's been working on me with, with my emotional eating. He told me that he's supposed to be my comforter. Nothing else. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to go eat, 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 and be like, oh, my goodness. This is so good, and I feel better. No, that's not how it's supposed to go. I, um, All right, let me jump back in. Okay. So, she's on the emotional eating side, and I'm on the emotional not eating side <laughs> when um, I'm, I'm comfortable. And neither sides are good to be on. Hell no. But if you're not eating please try to eat something or drink something because that can um mess with your health and we don't want nobody uh passing out out here in these streets so please when you're under a lot of stress or you're uncomfortable uncomfortable please try to eat something even if you know it is a piece of bread because bread sticks to you a little bit better or drink some juice or eat crackers or just Mm. something just do something um, to make sure that you're not passing out because you're stressed or you're uncomfortable. Because I am I am good for that. I will not eat. I will not eat. And I'll be sitting there on the floor wondering why something wrong with me. 
that'll make the stress or the uncomfortableness better. And eat it doesn't either. You, you shouldn't go pile your plate up with uh, buku stuff because you uncomfortable. Mm-mm. Like, there's always supposed to be a balance between everything, mm-hmm. every, every single thing. And you and food is not supposed to become your god. Mm-mm. You're not supposed to go into eating 24-7 because you're not feeling good. Mm-mm. The one thing God told me to do is to at least come to him first before I eat. Every time. So that I don't I don't revolve my world around food. Mm-hmm. He's breaking that chain. He's really breaking that chain. But another way I cope when I'm, com- when I'm uncomfortable is I go to sleep. I feel like... Okay, rest. Sometimes... That might be a bad one, though. Sometimes when I just can't deal with this world... <laughs> And I can't deal with the the drama, and I can't deal with the craziness, or I'm feeling sad. I force myself to go to sleep now. That it could be a good thing, but it also we could, on the opposite of everything. Really? Yeah. Okay. It also could be a bad thing because I go take a nap in the middle of the day and be up all hours of the night and looking you're mess, lost. You're messing <laughs> up your productivity schedule. Yes. And then be tired because I you can get, there's a thing that you can get too much sleep too yeah. and still be tired. So, so you guys, it looks like we're gonna go tit for tat <laughs> this one because when I'm uncomfortable or I'm feeling under a lot of pressure, I don't sleep. <laughs> and you can see where this pattern is going. It's affecting my health. So, I don't know. I just feel like. And no, I know that God um, is dealing with me with anxiety and he says that I'm easy to get under stress because of I'm anxious about things. I'm worried about things. So because of that, I don't sleep or I don't eat. And God is really like trying to let me know, like, you shouldn't let these things trigger you in a way that is now affecting your health. Now you're not eating. Now you're not sleeping. Now you're not in a good and positive mindset. Now you're not at my feet anymore. Now you're not, you know, believing in my word anymore. So I would say, unlike D, that I don't get no sleep. And I think I can go into the next day fully um, functioning and, and full of a lot of energy. And I really don't. I just be really tired and sluggish and hungry and weak and all these other different things. And that's not good either. So... I would say, again, learning that balance, not letting everything stress you out or not being so lax a days ago that you don't care about nothing. So you're eating, you're sleeping, you're having yourself a good time, but that's not really helping you either. And it's not pleasing to God. No. At all. The only thing you should overdo is God. Yeah. Or underdo is God. So you shouldn't be overeating. You shouldn't be undereating. You shouldn't be oversleeping. You shouldn't be undersleeping. You should be overdoing everything in God though yeah standing your word consistent bringing him each and every problem or worry and anxiety you might have everything that makes you feel uncomfortable in this season that's what he's there for tell him I'm uncomfortable because x y and z yes the bible says cast your care unto me because I care for you he wants to be your comforter literally mm-hmm. He doesn't want you to go to the things of this world or, or not go to the things of this yeah. world. He wants you to... He's there. He's listening all the time. He wants you to come to him for literally everything. But we have to do the natural things too. All in all, God is God, but he 
he isn't going to do the things that we can do mm-hmm. on our own. He's he he's going to help us do it, but he's not going to he's not going to do it for us. Mm-hmm. We live in a natural, so we have to we have to we have to act like it. We have to act like we're living in the natural cuz let's just say, all right, we live always, in the natural, but we're not of the natural. I I always say, look. I want to lose weight. Mhm. D can't eat. <laughs> <laughs> D can't eat cakes and pies and <laughs> just sweets, okay? Cookies and oh, just I'm a cooking monster here. Okay. And bread and and all that stuff, all the junk, and expect to lose weight and be like, God, oh, I that's all you eat. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, sometimes, uh-huh. sometimes. Not lately, but I can't, I, I can't sit there and say. God, I want to lose weight. You know what? I look back in my journals. Okay. And when I tell you a, a real occurring thing in my journal was, God, I want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. I want to lose weight. But I I don't believe he's going to allow me to do that without putting the work in. He's not going to do it for me. And I've always been afraid. I've always been afraid of just like something happening if I don't take control, maybe I'll get sick or something. And maybe I get sick or something and then the the weight is gonna come off of me, but I don't want that to happen. At all. D any situation you can um think of where you are uncomfortable? So I remember going to um present an organization Okay. To a company that for um, sponsor money. Mm-hmm. I do not do um, public speaking, and I didn't know, I was totally unprepared for it, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't know what to expect, mm-hmm. so how I coped in that situation was I kept going over the notes over and over and over and over, and sometimes that could be a bad thing, because when you keep going over and over and over and over, pressure to perform. You get the pressure to perform, and you. So in some cases, you'll get there and get in front of the people without your notes and go blank. Mm-hmm. Luckily, that didn't happen. But what did happen was I was very, very nervous, and I talked very fast. Mm-hmm. And a presentation that was supposed to take fifteen minutes turned into five minutes. How would you remedy that situation? Like, what would you have done better? Would you say to help you cope, you should have paced yourself? I probably should have paced myself. I probably um, could have said no to that situation. Mm-hmm. I, I could have, I could have said that I didn't want to do it, that I was not prepared for it. I could have, I could have actually been honest with the crowd and told them that. I need them to bear with me. Mm-hmm. I could have really looked at, because I had a PowerPoint. I could have looked at the PowerPoint and let that let the PowerPoint do what it was supposed to do, which was to guide me. But I wanted to, I wanted to know the information myself and Ooh. prove to people okay. that I, feel a word I knew what on. I was talking about. I feel like a word is coming on. And um, that, my friends, that, that's the form of people pleasing too. 
and, and, and showboating for people. There, there's something important you said there. You said that you could have relied on the PowerPoint because it had a use there. Mm-hmm. And if you relied on the PowerPoint, a lot of that uncomfortability would have went away because now a lot of pressure is off of yourself to, you know, know what to say and, you know, what to do next. If everything's already on the PowerPoint, you just go to the next slide. You already know what to say because it's there, right? Yeah. I just think about how we are with God and how we don't rest in him. Right. Because if we rest in him, the Holy Spirit will do what, what the Holy Spirit is used to do there, mm-hmm. which is bring us comfort and peace. But we don't rely on that. We want to do everything, everything on our own to show both for our own reason and for our own glory. But we don't rest in the Holy Spirit to give God his glory. Yeah. So maybe we are comfortable for, and don't have to be. I remember we was recording in the park one time. And you had asked me a, a, a very simple yet uh-huh. powerful question. And simple but powerful. I... You know, I have the pressure to perform. I, you know, y'all uh-huh. pray for me so God can go ahead and remove that. In Jesus' name. But, um, ask me a very simple but powerful question. And I, I always feel the need to use a lot of words. Mm-hmm. Even, I feel like things have to be drawn out for people to be satisfied with it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I have to sound... Like, I know what I'm talking about. And, okay. It's, and it's okay not to, but in that moment, I, and I'm very much a writer. I'm not really much, I'm not really a speaker like that. Right. So, in that moment, I just, I just thought I had to, you know, say, like, really know why. And when I was, when I began to answer that question, um, all but 25 minutes later, probably, God began to speak through me, right? Mm-hmm. And when I realized God was speaking through me, I got shook. Mm-hmm. And I cut him off and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to write it down. And Kay caught that. Mm-hmm. She caught it and was like, wow, that's why God don't put that type of pressure on you. Mm-mm. Well, you can you can better explain it. You can, you so, can say what you said. So I asked her this, this simple question and... Her in the natural couldn't answer it. She wanted to um, think about it. She wanted to have this big elaborate answer or whatever. And I'm just like, no, like, just tell me off the top of your head, uh, top of your head, you know, what you think. And the Holy Spirit began to speak through her and it just was flowing. It was flowing for a good, I would say, like eight minutes. And then, like, she, it's like she came back up, like, her, in a natural state, she came back up and was like, well, I don't know. And I'm just like, you do know because you just for eight minutes you just told me the answer and she didn't realize that the holy spirit had just spoken through her and i feel like that's how it is when we allow god to to activate within us he begins to speak he begins to do things he begins you know to empower us and take that uncomfortableness away because we allow him it's like let you know how the song go less of me more of him it's like when we mm-hmm. lessen ourselves we get more of him so that's in that moment it was just little, it was funny it was cute or whatever because she didn't realize <laughs> she didn't realize she answered the question she thought she had to still go and write it down and but she already answered the question that was a that that was an example and it's actually 
something y'all y'all probably gonna hear on the podcast. It's gonna be, you know. Yeah, we might play the clip um of that day when she answered the question. And you will hear what she didn't realize she answered it, which makes it more funny. What about you? What's a situation in your life where you um was uncomfortable? Um yeah. I remember this is the first time, not the first time, but I I'll say the most memorable memorable time that I felt like God really did like a swish in my life mm-hmm. to let me know that He was there in my uncomfortableness. So, um, what I was, I was either a freshman or a sophomore in college, and it was around the time when. You know, tuition was due, so it was at the beginning of the semester when tuition was due. And I low-key didn't want to be in school. I didn't, but I knew God had something for me there. I just didn't know what. So I was just like, Lord, if the tuition don't get paid this um, semester, I can't go to school. I can't go to school. Well, if you don't want me to go to school, fine. I, don't, I ain't got to go anyway. I don't want to go anyway. And, you know, God was kept leading me to trust him, like to trust him. He kept sending me to certain scriptures about trusting him and being patient and and all this and all that so the day before the money was due I would just I I just got I was done I was just so uncomfortable because I'm just like ain't no way this money gonna come through the day before this money is due like I was just like ain't, it just ain't no way I'm just like Lord why you left me why you told me you gonna come through you didn't come through it was a Sunday night. I can remember it. It was a Sunday night. I'm just like, why? Why would you do this to me? Blah, 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 blah. I guess, you know, I'm not going to school. I guess I ain't going to have no money. I guess, oh, well. I just, I, I guess it didn't work out. So, legit, I wake up the next morning. I got an email saying that um, you're, you're, you're financially secure or something something like that you're you're fiscally clear that was the the email from my um school you're fiscally clear um for the semester you can you know whatever whatever i look at like the the account statements and at like it was a it was like at sunday night at like 9 10 the money was sent to the account wow and i was like on a sunday they don't send no money on a sunday you know what i mean like they don't send no money on a sunday like and I and I felt so I, I instantly felt so bad because I'm like oh God I really said that and like thought you thought you like left me out thought you like didn't come through on your promise or your word or whatever and on Sunday at nine ten or ten o'clock or whatever time it was somehow the money went through and I was able you know to pay for the semester and I was like I was uncomfortable for no reason all I had wow. to do was rest in the word of God and because I was so uncomfortable and stressed out by that situation I'm up there doubting God um up there doubting his word up there doubting what he already told me that he said he's already gonna provide I'm up there stressing and not eating and not sleeping and God legit came through that same day I was acting a fool saying where are you God he came through that exact day but I didn't even know it so what places oh you know how do you react in your um scenarios of uncomfortableness because a lot of people say it's not about um your actions but your attitude when you're uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and my attitude in that moment was very very doubting of god it was very like and i i know a lot of people can resonate with that because a lot of times we were looking at god sideways like god where you at but for me, God was there. God did provide the money. I didn't realize till the next day, and I looked at my account, but 
he did provide the money. He he wasn't a liar. He he was telling the truth. Wow. But but my attitude was like, how like why 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 would you forsake me like that? Like why would you mess over me like that? It's funny. I kind of have a similar story like that, but during that time, I didn't realize it was God. I had first got accepted into a school, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't know how I would pay for it because you know my parents. They, you know, they couldn't even afford to send me to college. And, you know, I didn't, I just didn't know how it would happen. I got the acceptance letter late, which I didn't even know if I was, I was going to be going to, to that school. It was a four-year university, and I was like, all right, I want to go here. I don't know why I want to go here, but I just want to go here. So, I was like, okay, well, the tuition is... This is a lot. Well, it that not so much the tuition, but like the 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 um, room and board and the meal plan and and the just the 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 first steps into going live on campus. It was just a lot. And I was just like, well, how are we gonna pay for this? How are we gonna do this? How are we gonna do that? And it came down to it. You had to pay before you mm-hmm. went on campus to live. And I was just. I was stressing out. I was stressing. I was like, my mom not gonna be able to pay for this. She said she gonna pay for it. She ain't gonna be able to pay for this. Um, what my daddy not gonna be able to pay for this. He said my mama uh they gonna have they gonna take care of it. I don't believe them. When's gonna come through? When's gonna come through? And I just broke down crying. And at that time, I didn't really have a relationship with God like that. Like mm-hmm. we were off and me and God was off and on. Uh, well, I was off and on with God. God wasn't on. God stayed on with me, but I was off and on, and it was like I just was depending on my parents, and I'm just in that in that moment I was very uncomfortable. And then my mama had brought me a she actually brought me a check, and she was like, and she even had to show me she and it, and it was a check for um it was a three thousand dollar check for um that was going to the school to take care of all my expenses mm-hmm. before I moved. And I was just like, where the heck <laughs> did this come from? But now that... Now where the heck, where the hell did that come from? Girl, you you better say it. <laughs> you better say it that CK to LL. <laughs> but when Kay had told her story, it just made me think about that. And that whole time, mm-hmm. that wasn't my parents. That wasn't me depending on my parents. Well, back then it was, but the whole time it was God. God, God had me in that moment. God provided that that check for me to be able to go to school for my uh for for the resources that I need needed to go live on campus. And y'all, that's another story. But I did not like living on campus. I that money was I I don't want to say it was wasted because I don't think it was wasted. I think. I think it was uh, a reason why I got to experience that, but I I didn't like living on campus. But yeah, it was it, God. God did that for me, and I'm and I'm realizing right now that He really did that for me in that moment, and I was very very uncomfortable. It's, being uncomfortable is not a good feeling at all. But how how do you cope with being uncomfortable? How do you really cope? Because this walk is never there. It's never going to be comfortable all the time. There will be some growing and stretching and pruning, and growing and stretching and pruning is hella uncomfortable. 
So what do you do? How do you how do you how do you be comfortable with being with getting stretched? How do how do you how do you do that? Because there's there's literally always going to be a time. What what do you do? What do you are you going to opt out? Are you going to throw stuff? Because I I can I can throw, <laughs> I can cry, I can eat, I could do all kind of stuff. Run away. But you can't even you can't you can't run from God. He everywhere. You go to heaven, he there. <laughs> like you, you feel on earth, he hell. Having a good attitude when you're uncomfortable. That's 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 what it's about. Um because you can you can you can't control the things that happen around, you can't control the people, you can't control anything, but you can control how you respond to things. Well I got tested that uh right now about um controlling how you respond to things because <clears throat> recently I wasn't feeling good and stuff like that and I didn't find the best mm-hmm. to it I, I didn't I was just like um, I just wanted it to be over and that's right. I, a lot of our responses Lord when is this going to be over Lord when is this um, lockdown going to be over when is this this pain and this hurt I'm feeling going to be over when it when in when is my lack season going to be over when you know when is my single season going to be over? we always you know always begging God and and asking him asking him for something to be over but we never really ask him okay well why am I in this what do you want me to learn out of this how how can I grow closer to you in this how can I um change my attitude you know, in a situation or just anything, we never go to God with that type of perspective, asking him, you know, what do he want from us in that moment? A lot of times we just want to so quickly be uncomfortable, but you don't understand when you're uncomfortable, there's a reason and there's a lesson in that uncomfortableness. A lot of times it's for us to grow, and a lot of us be like, well, I'm grown. Like, what areas do I need to grow? But no, there's still areas that you need to grow in, like... For me in this season, God is trying to grow me past worrying all the time about stuff. Like, yeah, worry is a um, a normal thing, but like, you shouldn't be worried about everything on top of everything. Mm-hmm. That's something He's trying to grow me out of, and you need to really look in your life and see things that God is trying to grow you out of, and why you're uncomfortable right now. Maybe He's trying to grow you out of. I always need somebody around me to function. Maybe he wants you to be alone because he wants you to know in your loneliness you you are strong. That's something that um I used to do when I was uncomfortable. I always seek other people. I need somebody to talk to. It would be very uncomfortable for me to be sitting in the quiet. Even mm-hmm. if I didn't have somebody around me, I always go to a video. I always had uh-huh. the need to talk to had the need to hear somebody talk. And you right. know, last night I kind of I kind of told God, I was like, God, back then I always needed um, somebody to talk to and I always need to hear something. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of still working on me with it because I do, I love to hear people talk and I mm-hmm. um, I love to, I never want to feel alone. Right. But in that, I was talking to him and I was saying how, um, God, it's not that I, when I got quiet, I was afraid of what afraid to be quiet because I would be afraid of what God would say. I knew I had stuff to work on. I knew I had things that he didn't like and things that I was doing that wasn't pleading to him and I was always afraid to really sit before him um 
and hear what he had to say. Mm-hmm. Like even in in a in my quiet time when I spent time with him, I would I would talk, but I never had that moment for him to talk back to me. It always was a monologue. It never was dialogue between us because I would be like, okay, God, this, 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 this is how I feel, and boom, we done. It would be mm-hmm. like a drive-by session between me and God, and he had to really sit me down and be like, look, you, this is a relationship. You don't like when people are one-sided with you, when you're giving them their, their your all, and, and you're not receiving anything. What do you, what do you, what do you think, how, how do you think I feel? You come and tell me all your problems, and, and you, and you, and I'm your wastebasket. And you're not even listening to to me, the one who can help you. And, you know, I had to sit down and really, really think about that. And that convicted the hell out of me. Because it's like, I am always bringing my issues to you. The one that can help me. And, and me knowing that you're the one that can help me. But I'm never listening to what you have to say. Mm-hmm. I'm never listening to um, why this may be going on. Because he, he could have been, I don't know what he had, I don't know what he would have um, trying to tell me in that moment I don't know he could have been telling me well maybe you need to stay away from this one or maybe you need to um do this this way or you shouldn't even be watching this you this is why you're feeling this way um spend more time with me he could have been saying all kind of stuff but I would have never known because I'm so 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 used to coming to him and dumping my problems on him and I never even stayed long enough to get a solution from him Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. You, you feel better? Yeah, <laughs> you got that on your do. chest? Yeah, I kind of do because I was a little. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that D has done is just be honest. Are we being honest to God or to ourselves about our uncomfortability? <laughs> but yeah, are we honest with God and are we honest with ourselves about how uncomfortable? We are. I used to lie to myself. I used to be like, eh, you know, you're uncomfortable, but you'll be all right. Stop lying to yourself. And most importantly, stop lying to God because he know you. You want you one thing away from breaking down. Mm-hmm. So stop lying about how you feel. It's okay if you're sad, mad, you know, glad, whatever. It's okay. Be honest with yourself and be honest with God because all he's there to do is really help you, heal you, make you strong, make you whole, make you... Um, full of love and joy that's that's what he he's there for to bring you peace and don't worry about how you go to god god know you don't come to god like you holier than thou because he gonna be like look i know who you are when you're not in my presence for real for real and i know who you are when you're out there in the streets if you won't go to god if you if you if not trying to say nothing about anybody but if you loud mouth in the ghetto and that's the way that's how you cope with things go to god loud mouth in the ghetto if you cuss a lot go to god cussing if you're god, angry yes tell him how you feel if you upset with him tell him he he's he knows how to handle his children and but the thing is you have to be honest you have to be open with him that's the only way you'll be able to heal that's the only way you you'll you'll seek a solution to your uncomfortableness because if you go to God and you pretend to be like somebody else you, you you're just faking the funk for yourself one and you're faking the funk for him and you're never gonna get nowhere like that ever so be real with him guys and girls <laughs> um be real with my dude so many people think they gotta fix themselves before they go to God there's literally no way you can fix yourself no way 
No way. God wants you and your brokenness and everything in between. He wants you. He, he told you to come as you are. He invites you in as you are. He's not like the, he's not like some churches that say come as you are and then and, and then they won't look at you sideways for what you got on or uh, how you act. No. You come and he's going to clean you up. He's going to erase your stains. He's going to wash you clean with his blood. It don't matter what you was doing yesterday. It don't matter what you'll do right after the hour you was with him. He still loves you for you and he still wants you and all the mess that that is inside of you and he wants to clean it up and just make you new they in the bible it says when you when you come to christ you are a new creature he wants you he wants to make you new he wants to make you whole he wants all the broken pieces and he wants to fix it think about think about if you throw a glass on the floor it's going to shatter right there's no way by yourself you'll be able to put that back together Mm -mm. think of yourself as that broken glass and think of god as the glass maker Mm -hmm. the person that made the glass which is god he'll be able to put that back together better than it was before he'll make you completely new in a whole new shape a whole new shape and you won't even recognize that glass (laughs) have you ever seen the movie the gospel the gospel with boris kojo i don't think so okay well, basically, I just thought of him, um, that movie with him, because I just watched it recently. But basically, he grew up in the church. He was a singer, right? Mm-hmm. His dad was a pastor. His mom was the first lady. His dad was always gone, you know, doing ministry stuff, visiting this church, going to the hospitals, and, you know, mm-hmm. the um, duties of a pastor. And his mom ended up dying. I think he was like a teenager, but I was like a teenager. Um, the person Boris Kojo was playing, he was a teenager. His mom ended up dying. And how he coped with that was running away from God and the church. Mm-hmm. So he became this famous music artist, um, singing R&B and love songs and stuff like that. And he never came back um, to the church and nothing like that. And then when his dad got sick, he came back to the church and... Um, And was trying to finally deal with the things he didn't cope through when his mom died. Mm -hmm. But seeing his dad, you know, start to die, he was just like, okay, I need you, God. Like, I don't don't know what this is. And and you will have to go see the movie for yourself. It's a good movie. But, and you, he was just struggling. And then when his dad died, again, not being healed and not talking through the things and not saying, God, I'm mad and all this. He began to drink, and he began to um, want to run away from the church again for a second time. Because at first, he lost his mom, so I'm going to run. I lost my dad. Now I'm about to run again. And and God kept him there. God kept him um, there in his hometown. And he ended up at um, the dad and the mom's grave. And he was like, God, what do you want from me? I don't get it. You took my mom, and you took my dad. I, I don't understand what you're doing. And in that moment, I guess God talked to him and talked to him when he was crying and he was pouring out his heart to God and he was mad and he was like, okay, I don't get it. And God said, stop running. Mm-hmm. Stop running. Deal, deal with this pain. Deal with this hurt. And nothing else has to happen because the whole time I'm trying to get you from stop running. Stop running from me. Right. Learn how to cope. Stop running from me. 
And it's not saying that God took his parents no for uh for him to stop running. He no. didn't know. That's not the reason. That's but. not his parents a life was already marked. Yeah. To um when when he wanted God wanted his children to come home. But the lesson in that is whether the son stayed or not, his mom still died. Whether he stayed that a whole time, his dad still was going to die when his dad was going to die. But the thing was, he never dealt with none of that. So he was hurting that whole time from when he was 18 to he was 35 or however old he was when he came back home. He was hurting that whole time. He was running that whole time. He was drinking his problems away that whole time. That entire time, he never dealt with it. So you just can imagine, like, what's the ramifications of not coping while you're uncomfortable how do you cope when you're uncomfortable in your finances well i'm very uncomfortable right now in my finances but um, okay speak to the people a lot of people are right now yeah very very uncomfortable but i'm also content in it because of the promises that god has already spoken over my life so it's like so what does contentment mean being okay in a situation even when a situation is not okay okay that's what contentment means people um right now i don't have i don't have nobody for nothing yet <laughs> yet i don't have nobody it's just waiting for her um it's there it's just waiting to be released but god god has already said i'm not gonna like for anything and that's that that's important because what did she say she said i don't have nothing right but god already said but God already said. What what is that in your life? But God already said. What word has God already said over your life? Whether you see it or not, whether your life resembles that or not, what word has God gave you? Cuz I had to remember that recently, more recently, because when trials and troubles come, you you forget that word. You do. You forget it and I forgot. I'm just like, well, I guess I'll just lay down here and take it. But then I'm just like, then God tell me like, but what did I tell you though? Why are you laying down and taking it when I told you I gave you a word? Why would I give you a word and then contradict myself? Why yeah. would I do that? You got to fight back. Because tests and trials are coming. They're going to come. It's promised. Yeah. But um. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. That doesn't mean you're not doing good things. But we live in a world that doesn't belong to us. Like, we're not of this world. So why do we think everything is going to please us and and not harm us and and just go peachy clean with us when we're not of this world then this world is falling yes and full of sin yeah we live in a very fallen world but the good thing is the great thing we we're not walking alone ever even when you are the only person you're never alone we have a man slash god who walked this earth before 2,000 years ago. And his name is Jesus. And everything that we went through, are going through, he already, it was already accounted for. He took them, he took them lashes. He took that abuse. He took that spit. Now, you know that's nasty. People spitting on you. He took that, those um, nails in his um, hands all for us. All for us to to cling on to a word. Do you know how powerful that is? 
he 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 did it all for for us, so that one day we can have the most glorious thing besides him, which is heaven. So the day, so the you just just let that ponder in your mind. The the things that you are going through right now, that that may seem like it'll never end, that uncomfortableness. Just know that you have a reward on the other side. And I, if, even if you don't think about heaven, you have a word from God on the other side that you can hope for. Even, even if you don't, you can open up your word and you can meditate on your word. And you can, you can, you can recite that word and say it over and over again. Even if you don't open up your Bible, you got a favorite song, a gospel song, or a song of encouragement that you love and it just makes you feel good mm-hmm. sing that song and, and when you're uncomfortable let just talk talk to god talk to him tell him how you feeling tell him what you don't like tell him what you like tell him what you're grateful for in that moment mm-hmm. don't let the situation win mm-hmm. don't let the situation over overwhelm you to the point where you feel like you can't make it no more you always gonna have to fight back because we all we have a real enemy and he is looking to destroy us. He wants to kill us. He wants to destroy us. But the good thing is he'll never be able to destroy to destroy us if if we don't let him. Mm-hmm. He Or destroy ourselves. Yes, you also destroy yourself. But you don't have to let you don't have to let yourself get to that point. You don't you don't have to let him do it because you have Something on the inside of you that is way greater than him. And you have authority over him. And you can choose what you let your mind feed into. So are you going to let your mind feed into the negative? Or are you going to stir yourself up in the positives? It's all about choice. You got free will. If you want if you want change in your situation, learn to speak life. It's so easy for us to speak debt. If, if, let's say you, you, you are... um. You're in a marriage. Oh my goodness. This happens all the time. Um uh, I don't know if this is gonna ever change. No. If you want it to change, start speaking what you want to see. My marriage will prosper. God God will allow my marriage to flourish. Whatever God puts together, nothing can separate. And you gotta just throw yourself up in that truth. Speak what you want to see. Speak to that situation. You have so much power on the inside of you. You don't have to settle for nothing. You're not you you wouldn't even made to settle. You wasn't you're not built to settle. Settle settle if settle come knocking on your door, just like just like you look in the out the window when you don't want you don't want to invite somebody in like them Jehovah's Witnesses. Don't 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 let settle come to your door and and, and don't let that don't let them oh girl. <laughs> God, settle, girl. Don't let <laughs> Settle, oh, don't let that spirit try to rise up it up. Don't let, don't let settle in. You got the choice to open that door or <laughs> not see open that, that spirit door. Spirit try to rise well, up it. Up. I didn't see it the same thing. I'm, I'm the, 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 like, Y'all damn. see that spirit try to rise up it up. Look, the, the, damn. Shoot, <laughs> <laughs> girl, that, girl, I mean, I'm really stuttering over here. <laughs> Y'all got y'all y'all y'all, y'all, y'all see that spirit trying to roll, huh? <laughs> Go. Another another way. Let's segue over here. Another way to cope um, while you're uncomfortable is start remembering. 
Wow. Let's let's one. let's remember. Early I gave the example of me remembering when God came um through for me when I was in college. You gotta remember the good things. You gotta mm-hmm. remember the good things. I have a thank you jar. Um, two thank you jars right now, but thank a thank you jar of little notes of every time God did something for me or I was just feeling really grateful in the moment or, you know, whatever. And and times when I get down, times when I'm uncomfortable, times when I just I'm just feeling the pressure, I, I, I go to that thank you jar and um I just start pulling out pulling them out and start reading them and seeing how much how many things that God has done for me and that's not even a a, a smidget of all the things that God has done for me. That's just things that I written down to acknowledge. But what about all the things that God has brought you through mm-hmm. and um the places he has taken you from and things that he has broken off of your life? I'm pretty sure you can remember one good thing. If you can't remember 10 things, okay. But I'm pretty sure you remember one good thing that God has done for you. So while you're sitting in that um stage of uncomfortableness right now, you can, you can think on that good thing. If God brought me out then, he can surely bring me out now. If God did that for me, then he can surely... um do that for me now because i can tell you i was at another time in college when i'm just looking like lord okay you got me through the last semester what about this semester because i still don't have the money i'm not rich and god bought me through again and then it came another time and at that point i'm just like well you did it back then if you want me to stay you're gonna do it now and then you start getting that confidence like well either he got me or he got me yep and once you got that confidence you know you ain't nothing to be reckoned with but you you gotta you gotta remember you gotta remember uh-huh. you gotta remember and if you if you like I said if you can't think of nothing big just think oh he gave me breath today right. somebody died today but I'm living today mm-hmm. let's remember if he did it before he can do it again yeah yeah we gotta Same understand right we gotta understand that that God, God is good then. to us all the time even in our uncomfortableness he's still good you still have food on your table or if you ain't got a table, you got food in your belly. And stop focusing on what you don't have yeah. and be grateful for what you do have. Yes, they got people that got way less than you, but grateful for everything they got. Some, some people, people are don't have living no, in a tent. Right, I'm about to say, some people don't have a bed. Some people don't have a house. Some people just got, shoot, the, the skin on their bo- bones. And that's it. And they are so grateful for that. Somebody lost their job today. Right, and you you going to work every day. Somebody lost their house today. Somebody, you know, you just, you just don't know. You don't know. So don't pound on the things that you don't have. Be grateful for the things you do have. Especially while you're uncomfortable. And don't worry, y'all not alone. I just said that I'm uncomfortable. She just said she uncomfortable. It's a, it's a normal feeling. It's an ongoing feeling. It's, it's, it's nothing new. You don't got to feel like, well, man, I'm the only one out here struggling with this, feeling uncomfortable with, with this, looking to the sky and like, what God at in this? But no. a, lot, a lot of us on the same playing field, we are uncomfortable with something. Thinking that you're the only one is a, a is a, a big attack of the enemy. Don't let him make you feel like you singled out. They got people that's going through the same thing all over this world. Hmm. Nick Nat Petaway, give it up a bone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay oh, you're not alone jack and jill went up the hill hmm they fetched that part of water <laughs> but but jack fell out and broke that car <laughs> and jill came tumbling after hmm. 
Look, they weren't even alone falling down the hill. They Jake, wasn't alone. Jake wasn't alone falling down the hill because Jill came tumbling after her. Come mm. on, they wasn't alone? Nope. Who else? Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. <laughs> he wasn't alone in that sky. Mm-mm. Big Dipper. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, you're not alone. You're never alone. You're not alone. And, and if God leads you to talk to somebody By about a situation means. that you're going through, don't be don't don't get don't get um scared or pride. Don't be prideful. That's prideful. You can have pride and not talk about yeah. the situation. Yeah, you could be prideful and feel like, no, I'm good. I'm hard. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't need nobody help. Yeah. You could be like that. If God puts somebody on your heart to talk to, Just talk to them because you don't know, your, flow, you don't know what's going flow. on with them. And your situation, you telling them can give them some type of hope. And mm-hmm. you never know. The very thing you might need, they probably have. And the very thing that they might have that you... that. <laughs> <laughs> the thing they might need you have and the thing you have they they may need yes girl thank you kid because girl i don't know what be wrong with me <laughs> let it flow shoot anywho but yeah i'm very much a writer this you know uh, um we have strengths in other places yeah oh uh, but god will use your weakness he will use the the things that confound you that's what it would it would it say mm-hmm. For your good, he would. Yeah, cause y'all talking is not my strength. It really isn't. Like, but he'll use it for its good. It, it, it's not my strength. We at all. side note. Let's go for a side note. Why would God use the thing that you're strong in to get His glory? You gonna think it's all you? It's he gonna why? use the thing that you weaken. Come on, cause he know he gonna get the glory from you. Cause mm-hmm. I'm not even strong in this area. Right. So it, it can't be nobody but God. Yes. All right, we back on. We back to what we were supposed to be on talking about coping. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about the dangers of coping with things outside of God. So coping with alcohol with, or weed yeah. or sex or um. Well, go ahead, take it away, D. Just people, just people in general that you're not supposed to be around in that season or. Uh, money uh, what's calls, the danger what's the dangers what's the dangers of what are the dangers Kay? um well let's throw one out there and i'll talk to let's him. let's let's take it to the sex because that's a good thing sex but um better than love. come on mm. oh i was supposed to finish it see <laughs> see this is why i'll start that <laughs> i'm the finisher but i'll start that <laughs> um so the dangers of sex when you're uncomfortable, you're just trying to fill a void mm-hmm. and you're still going to be empty. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make sense for you to constantly look for that or seek for that or try to feel, feel that urge because you're still going to be left empty. You keep filling up your cup and it got a hole at the bottom of your cup, your cup, the water keep running out. You're going to be empty. Yeah. And then it's just going to make for just all kind of other things yeah. that doesn't even need emotional to be on you. ties soul ties you're waking other things in you that you wasn't even worried about the time but because you're having sex with somebody else you're taking on their personality and their problems and and now you're worrying about where they're at and now you're feeling lonely it's just a whole lot that comes with that so if you're uncomfortable please don't make that your scapegoat cuz that's not going to you know help you and plus diseases yeah. and the chance of Unplanned pregnancies, yeah, uh, 
you know, just for a moment of being uncomfortable. Instead of coping and dealing with that, you it can change your life, really. Yeah. For that for that one moment. Yeah. All right, so how do you uh what's the dangers of coping with substances or drugs or drinking? Um with substances and um drinking, you can really damage your body. Mhm. Um you can also go into go into like um o- overdose like or with, form of addiction. Oh yeah, or form of addiction. And, and going to overdose and and just and you can you you're hurting yourself and you have the potential uh possibility to hurt other people because you don't know how how you function on that stuff like an alcoholic you 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 go drink a a a bottle of alcohol and you just think you're invincible and that you can go driving you you may get in an accident you may kill 20 people We'll just say yourself. We'll just say to those people who feel like, but you don't understand. I need it. Like without it, I'm not okay. Like this is the only thing that helps me get through. What would you say to those people? I would say just reevaluate what, why you started there. Mm-hmm. Get to the root. Get to the root of why you started there, and try to try to under try to understand why you started there and seek help. Mm-hmm. Seek help from people who may have been there before. Um, there's a lot of people that have dealt with um, alcoholism and just drug abuse, but they don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. But um, there are people out there that that deal with that, and you you can. Um, I, I'm pretty sure if you talk about it, and you really want to get free from it. Somebody can connect you with a person that has dealt with that before. And once you get clean and help yourself, you can help others. Mm-hmm. What would you say? I would say um, I just challenge anyone who's dealing with that to sincerely just cry out to God and say, God, come into my life. Invite me. Like, invite him in. And I believe that God will show himself mm-hmm. to you. I really believe that God will show himself to you and he will help you throughout that process because now you feel like you don't have to do it on your own because in order to get in touch with those people, you have to make the first step. You got to find somebody who's been through what you've been through or something like that, but just mm-hmm. crying out to God, he will He be, He be will begin to order your steps for you. He will begin right. to bring the right people in your life. He will begin to take away the desire for you to even take a drink that day. Maybe you were taking you were drinking five times a day. Now you're down to four. Mm-hmm. I just, I just really believe God is powerful and He's loving in that way. If you just cry out to Him and say, "Lord, I drink and I don't know why I can't stop," and just say that, and He, he will enter in and realize that when you cry out to God, it can either go two ways. God can take you and completely, like, let's say you're um, struggling with alcoholism and you. Like like Kay has said, you go from five drinks to four four drinks. That's process. God will take you through the process. Yeah. Or he can or free he'll you. completely free you. He will do his best for you. Mm-hmm. And then he'll get the glory through all of it because it's it, it, either way it go, it's not you that's doing it. It's him. And don't feel ashamed. No, don't don't ever feel ashamed because 
even though people are not talking about it, they are going through a lot of struggles. And it's freeing talking about it. It's freeing sharing your testimony, which is just your story. That's what testimony means. It's a story with other people. Because you never know who you're going to help. You never know. They can have... Let's just say you dealt with uh, alcohol abuse for a year. There are people that have that are, that are dealing with that now and have been struggling for twenty years. Just just you talking about your story can free that person that were that was that has been dealing with that for twenty years. You yeah. just never know. You never know. So, what else is a category? Um, just not not coping with um being uncomfortable you can it could it could be a generational curse and you not dealing with you not dealing with something could uh, allow your kids to deal with the same thing if you don't step up and and go to god about a situation that you're struggling in you better believe that your children or your children's children are going to be dealing with that exact same thing okay um I, i can see that the dangers of not um breaking the bondage of a generational curse a lot of us don't realize why certain things happen to us or why certain patterns are repeated but that could be a generational curse like that could be a generational curse and if you don't deal with that uncomfortableness and say okay why has everybody in my family had a child out of wedlock like, why is that the determining factor? Or why everyone, you know, has gone to jail? Or why everyone is poor and have a, a poor mindset? Why is, like, something that's always a reoccurring factor? And now it's your turn. Now you're living your life. Now you're in lake and you're uncomfortable. And they're not they're and you, knocking on your door. And you're portraying the same behaviors that the the, the generation before you has portrayed and now it's just like are your children going to go through that same thing or are you going to deal with that okay that's a problem here we're in lack who is my provider jehovah jireh jesus so therefore i identify my problem i know the solution let let's break this generation of curse let me deal with this uncomfortableness let me grow to a stage where it's no more lack but overflow and and it it sounds easy. It's not. It's not. No, hell no, it's not. It's not. But the underlying factor in everything we're saying is is God, and that's not trying to make everything so spiritual. But we are beings created by a Maker, a Creator, a, a God. There's not a truth. There's the truth. He is the truth, and He is literally <laughs> the way the truth and the life yeah so a lot of things we're facing we will always point back to him because he's the one with the answers you know money fame fortune relationship you know a lot of stuff and material things those aren't the answers yes they can bring us pleasure and joy but those things aren't the answer so that's why we point you to the answer, which is God. Because if you go to him, he's going to give you more than that. He's going to give you fulfillment. Something those things I just mentioned can't really give you. They give you temporary joy. They don't give you fulfillment forever. And the things you thought you were missing, 
dealing with all those things when you're temporarily filling the void he's gonna bring everything that you thought you missed full circle and give you things that are pleasing to him and fulfilling to you oh i like that say that one more time i can't girl <laughs> there you go <laughs> i can't <laughs> y'all have to rewind that part what if um us being uncomfortable is really like a a mind thing what if that's not really it's, it's not oh, really true okay so okay 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 i've okay. seen a movie divergent but the things that they had um they had gave them the serum in their arm and they would they had different scenarios of what they were scared of and everybody thought that they had to go through it and mm -hmm. there was this one girl she would she realized that it wasn't real mm -hmm. so when she started speaking to it she was like this is not even real so i can i can really do what i want in this scenario and i don't have to stay in this place because it's not real so i really feel like you can tell yourself that this is not real. Come on. This is temporary. All right. I don't have to, I okay. don't have to go through this. No, ma'am. And even when, All right. even if you do go through this. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. You can be like, God, it's back to speaking over your life. Speak to the uncomfortableness. Speak to it. Hmm. You might be broke right now. I'm not going to be broke forever. Nope. But if you cast this say, I'm, I'm broke. broke. I'm, I'm broke. broke. I'm, I'm broke. broke. I'm broke. I'm broke. I'm broke. Yay. I'm broke. Who? Oh. Me. Broke. I'm broke. Who broke? Me. <laughs> if you constantly say that over and over, you're going to be, be broke. broke. You're going to be broke. <laughs> Every time you open that wallet, dust. <laughs> dust, 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 dust. Oh. We got to speak to un uncomfortableness because you got to understand you're not going to be uncomfortable forever. Some of us have been uncomfortable for a season. Some of us have been uncomfortable for a few days. Some of us have been uncomfortable for years. But what are you saying to the uncomfortableness? Are you going to say, I'm depressed? Well, I'm going to always be depressed. And I'm always going to be sad. And nobody ever going to love me. Is you saying that? Are you saying, you know what? Depression, you got to leave. You got to go. I am happy. I am whole. Come on. And what if God is just waiting on you to speak that word over your life? What if God, what if he just waiting on you to to what if that what if it's a big test in itself? Just to see if you're gonna speak life into your situation. And then once you speak life into your situation, it just changed right then and there. What 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 are you gonna do then? Are you gonna speak life from now then on out? Are you gonna if you're going through a situation right now and you're not speaking life, are you gonna try it? Yet we try everything else as a human as as humans. So why we can't try God's way? Mm. What's up, y'all? What's up? Y'all gonna start speaking life? It's okay. It's okay. It's it's hard. It's hard out here. It's hard out here. We know. I mean, we all pimps. It is hard. I mean, but we we gotta stop telling. We got to stop telling God about our mountains and we need to start telling our mountains about God. So yes, come on, okay, yes, yes. <laughs> you know what? I like that one. <laughs> you Ooh. know what? Let me say it one more time for the people. Come on. One more time. We as a people, as a generation, as God's chosen ones, need to stop going to him saying, Lord, look about bank account. Lord. Why am I single? Lord, 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 Lord. 
We need to stop telling him about our mountains and we need to go to our mountains. Bank account, you must not know my God. Because the God I serve? Yes. Exceedingly and abundantly all things that I ask for. The God I serve said, I will have a match. The God I serve said, who? Who will be in life? The God I serve said, I will be happy and I will be whole and I will be healthy and I will be all this and I will be all that. That's the God I serve. The Alpha and the Omega. Huh. The beginning and the end. Come on. Okay, so he's my potter. He's my creator. Why would I go tell my God about everything that, that's going on in my life like he don't already know? But I'm talking to my problems like problems I want you to stay. I'm poor. Well, I guess I'm poor. I'm Come sad. on, poor. Let's go. Well, I guess I'm sad. Why are we, Come on, why, why are we speaking to our problems? Why are we, we speaking life into our problems? We're talking to our problems like they people around us and mm-hmm. we want them to constantly be surrounded no. if you are around people that 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 feed into your problems and they don't help you or push you closer to god or you don't belong with them that's the same thing with your own problems and your uncomfortableness you need to stop trying to make them stay they don't have to stay if you really want to be free from drinking alcohol when you see that bottle bottle i'm not drinking you today I'm strong. I'm not going to be too emotional and feel like I need you. I'm strong. Lord, even if I'm weak right now, I'm strong in God. You'll pass that bottle straight up. Hmm, okay. And if you don't pass up the first time, the second time, or the fifth time, or the third time, you might pass it up. Let me tell you what to do. You take that. You get in your car. You put that bottle in that seatbelt. You drive down your street. And you pour out that bottle. You take that, you take that bottle off that seatbelt. And you pour out that bottle a little bit at a time. A little bit at a time till that bottle gone. And you throw that mf <laughs> in a dumpster. Okay, D is very extreme, but you get the point. You get the point. And it's not in your, in, in your strength. It's in God's strength. Because the moment you speak Jesus' name, you give him permission to come. I'm sweating, Lord. I'm sweating, Lord. You give him permission to come into your life and take can take hold of that situation you don't gotta do it on your own you choose to because do we trust god when we're uncomfortable i'll be the first one to say that in a lot of times i did not trust god when i was uncomfortable but is that the times he wants to trust him the most i used to think that um i used to think that god was a guy who wanted me to go through all these problems because he was not a good guy okay speak to it it took a long time for me to understand and actually know god for myself mm-hmm. rather than what i thought about god and what other people told me about god because mm-hmm. it's two totally different things like like i said earlier there's a truth and there's the truth my truth about god was that god was evil other people's truth about God is, is is that God, let's say he just was a comforter to them. Now, I could go with what you say, and I could go with what I say. But are those two things the truth for my situation with God? I can't go about, I can't, I can't tell you who God is without going and really learning about him in his word. I can't take what I say about God and, and, and just say it's true. If it does not line up with his word, it's not the truth. 
and I and he it, it, it has been a long time coming because <laughs> I used to I used to misinterpret scriptures I used to say God I don't know why you like this I don't know why you allowed this to happen I don't mm-hmm. know why you even put me here if you was gonna make me struggle mm-hmm. I don't know why I, I just don't know why. What, what, what was the point of me being born if you was going to just torture me like this? this, that, this and a lot this of people feel mindset. like this. A lot of people feel like this. This was my mindset until one day he just sat here and, and made me realize. What he made you realize? He, he, he asked the same question back to me. Why would I allow you to be born if I wanted to torture you? What type of person, what, what type of person does that? Right. And if he took me to this, this is this a scripture that said, if your, if your, if your earthly parents could give good gifts right. to you, what makes you think that God, your heavenly Father, can't? Now I'm kind of paraphrasing, but that that's that's pretty much what it say. It, it says it somewhere in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. But when I read that, I realized that God is not an evil God. And I realized that was a big attack from the devil. He was trying to make me think, make me think that God was this evil, evil, evil being or evil entity. But in actuality, he's not. There's a lot of things in in the scripture that that if you read, you'll get, and you don't have the context behind it, you'll misinterpret. Cause I was reading things like um, about the war and. Uh, about famines and just all kind of stuff that a, a, a new Christian wouldn't understand, wouldn't get. Not realizing that this this is a result of disobedience. Mm-hmm. It's the result of the fallen world. It's a result of things that just happen. Mm-hmm. And it's not God causing this stuff. It's not God causing this these things most of the time i was bringing things upon myself and i wanted mm-hmm. to blame god for it amen and that's and, and and that's just not how it should be god doesn't want to see nobody struggle mm-hmm. god wants the absolute best for me and for you i want to um <laughs> read something to y'all because <laughs> these stay going in girl you see me how huh? i started rolling my eyes <laughs> <laughs> Um, when we're uncomfortable, we tend to trust in our own emotions and feelings and <laughs> and coping mechanisms, but we um, rarely really wholly and um, fully trust in God. So I want to read something about right. trust. So it says, trust in God is simply believing that he loves you and knowing that he is good. He has the power to help you and he wants to help you. Mm-hmm. One more time. Trusting God is simply believing that he loves you and you know that he is good. He has the power, the power, the capacity to help you and he wants to help you. Okay, break that down for us. So, a lot of people be like, well, how do I trust God? How do I trust God? Well, just understanding that he got you in your uncomfortableness. He has you. Well, how do I know he has me? Are you doubting every every um second of the day? Are you questioning it, questioning it every second of the day? Are you feeding yourself on the negative aspects or what you don't have or 
how you ne- you ain't gonna never come through or you feeding yourself on the positive stuff like god did burn me through before i can beat this i can overcome this this won't be forever because nine times out of ten it's not gonna last forever there's a scripture that i um well this is a, the very first scripture that i ever meditated on and it's it's really embedded in me uh it's proverbs 3 um and 5 through 6 it says trust in the lord with all thine heart mm-hmm. and lean not to your own understanding. understanding and always submit to him and he will make your paths straight there's another scripture all right the first one was proverbs 3 5 through 6 the second one, I, I can't even tell you. <laughs> okay, paraphrasing. Here we go. I can't even tell you. It, well, I can tell you it's in Ma- in the book of Matthew. Okay. Or it, it may be in all the Gospels. But it says, if the Lord cares for the birds of yes. the sky, what more or how, how valuable are you to him? Hmm. If God cares for birds that are in the sky... Why wouldn't he be concerned about a, a a human that is made in his image? That's a good point. Why wouldn't he care about you? That's another scripture he he I think he brought me to when I was um in my funk about mm-hmm. him and thinking he was um not a good guy. Just look up in the in the sky one day. He told me to do this before too. Just go outside and look at the sky. Go look at the go go listen to the birds outside. Just 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 sit just sit down and just really observe the things around you. Look 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 at how everything is totally functioning in the in the place that they are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And then look at your own life and and just really reevaluate how you look at things. Are you looking at things in a negative perspective or are things really that bad mm-hmm. which one is it because some of the time we can be overly dramatic things don't even happen i can attest to that i am dramaful yeah me me too i will make a mountain out of a molehill yep me too sometimes sometimes things are not even that bad and then we we when we out of that quote-unquote struggle season we look back and be like that wasn't even that bad Mm-mm. that that was my attitude once i had that money in my car i was like okay let's go everything's all good now we can't be like that with god we can't immediately drop the mic drop the mic hit the switch <laughs> hit the wall whatever you want like we can't do that with god start dipping with god dip on god like that because he's been good yeah and the Any, things that we get from him don't attest to his goodness. No, just because that, that pressure's off you doesn't mean not all of a sudden he's good. He's been good. He was good in that situation when you were uncomfortable. Just as good as he is bring you out of that situation. So stop wanting that good feeling, good going life free from problems because that's, that's not going to happen. And stop looking at God like when everything's up. You won't rock with him, but when everything's down, you don't want no parts of him. Yeah. Just just trust him. Trust him whether the wind blows east or the wind blows west. Trust him. Don't be a fair weather friend. Don't be lukewarm. 
trust him wholeheartedly whether you're at the bottom right now and no it does not feel good to be at the bottom i've been at the bottom a lot of times in my life and i'm only uh 23 so it does not feel good to be at the bottom but don't act like don't act like you don't know god when you're when you're up and as soon as you hit the bottom you're on your knees every night and you just you just with them be consistent with god because god is consistent with you yes <clears throat> don't be a bandwagon for god Mm-mm. that ain't cool and i'm not saying don't turn to god now that you're down yes turn to god what i'm saying is next time when when some come to shake your life still be cool with god if you in a rough spot right now, of course go to God. I'm not saying don't go to God. What I'm saying is stay with God after he brings you out of the situation. Don't treat God like like he's your therapist. Because most of the time we go to a therapist when oh, we're... I'm treating God like my therapist. No, but wait, wait. Let me finish. You <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, D. Okay, D. My bad. Don't treat God like your therapist. Nine times out of ten, when we go to God, we we are going to him with our problems. And when we get a solution, we don't go to him anymore. Oh, okay, okay, I see. We we shouldn't do that to God. We should go to God when things are bad. We should go to God when things are good. We should we should go to God when, when we sad, when we excited. We should, we should just go to him. We should go to him. He's our number one friend. Jesus is our number one friend. He's our built-in friend. The Holy Spirit is inside of you. And if he isn't inside of you, invite him in. Invite him in. That's all you gotta do. He 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 wants to be there for you, day, noon, and night. He wants to be there for you. Let he wants to be your rock. He wants to 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 be your shepherd. He wants to be all these things. He wants to be so much to you. But you just gotta allow him in. The Bible says he stands at the door, and knocks and waits for the door to be open so he can enter. Are you letting him into your life? Are you letting him into your situation? Or are you keeping and carrying that baggage all on your own? What you doing? It's ne- this life will never, you can mock my words, it will never be peachy cream. Never. You always going to go through something. You always going uh, to go. You're going to have hills and valleys. And he's God of the hills, and he's God of the valleys. You're never gonna be alone. What What do you say to the people who are, who might be saying, "I hear you, I hear what you're saying, but I just don't know. I don't know if I I should try this God thing because so many people that let me down. You know, I just don't know if I want to, you know, try again, open myself up again. You know, I'd rather just be uncomfortable alone than uncomfortable with God. Which What would you say to those people? I would say that I was there. Yeah. Definitely. I thought I I didn't want to let God in at first because I dealt with rejection from literally everybody. Mhm. And I was not going to feel that rejection again. Yeah. So I would tell you that I was there before. Yeah. And it it took a long time. But when I was finally ready, when he kept on pursuing me, because God is never going to stop pursuing you. No matter no. where you are, how much you don't want it, he's going to keep pursuing you. And his name is going to come up and tell. His name gonna keep, he, he, is going to keep coming up. And you're going to be like, well, there who God again. Or, why is this person coming talking about God to me? Why is this person, why, is I'm, why am I constantly hearing about Jesus? Mm-hmm. That love is going to chase you down, fight till you found, and leave that 99 for you. Yeah. So, 
I would say just give them a chance. Yeah, just give them a chance. Just give them a chance. What you got to lose? What do you have to lose? He's never going to leave you or forsake you. I can tell you that. Walking with Jesus has been the best decision I've ever made. Walking with him faithfully. Because I walked with him before and I was off and on with him. But walking with him steadily and continually has been the best decision I've ever made. And I'm not saying that as a cliche. I'm saying that as somebody who just never thought. Never thought. Never thought that I would be able to be in this predicament walking side by side with my savior. With, with the, the God who, who literally made the universe. Mm-hmm. Never thought. So that's what I would say. What would you say to them? For that, what would you say to that person that felt like they tried God, but God let them down? Or they didn't hear from God? Um, um, I would say, I don't think God let you down. That would, that would be the first thing that I would say. So, whatever lie is being told to you, whatever thing that you're adapting in your mind about God whatever screwed up perspective you got about God try to try to let go of that and really understand who God really is because God God wants no harm to you I used to think that God wanted me to suffer I just didn't I don't know why I thought that maybe that was a a a seed from the enemy planted from a young age but when things used to happen to me I just thought I deserved them I really did I just thought I deserved them so for those people who feel like they try God and God hurt them that that wasn't God that wasn't God who, you know, who 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 orchestrated that. Orchestrated that just because somebody came into your life and hurt you, because that that was kind of like my scenario. People would hurt me, like I'll, I'll allow people in and I'll trust them, and they would hurt me. That wasn't God. That was them. Yeah. So I cannot look at my father, my heavenly father, and be like, God, well, I ain't messing with you because you allowed them in my life and they hurt me, and I ain't, I'm not messing with you because why would why would you allow? It? But that's that wasn't God. That was them. That was them. So if something happened in your life, if somebody hurt you, if if somebody died that were that was that was close to you, if if maybe you didn't you didn't have a lot growing up, or you know I don't know whatever circumstance is, that doesn't mean that was God who did that. Right. That doesn't mean that was Him. Like that doesn't mean that. Like I remember just getting so down and so sad, and I'm just like. The only thing I could do was call on God because I had no other, I had no other choices. Like I didn't talk to my friends, I didn't try to talk to my family. I I tried to use all my resources, but I kept coming up empty. I kept coming up empty, and I was still sad and depressed and and going through. And I just finally said, God, it's either gonna be you or it ain't gonna be nothing. <laughs> and he and he said, I'm well, I'm here. Finally. I'm here for you. I can help you. I can heal you. I can take you from this broken state and and put you back together again. Sometimes it has to get that far, but it Yeah, I think I think it was a uh, purposeful for my life because I was I was looking like people be like you search for love in all the wrong places. I was looking in all the wrong places trying to figure out why, 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 trying to feel voice, trying to do this and that to I I finally just was on the floor <laughs> gone. And I was like, okay, the only way I'm going to get up off this floor, God pick me up off this floor. Because nobody else can do it. 
nobody encouraging words nobody saying oh it's gonna be okay nobody saying i'll pray for you nobody saying oh you're gonna see the light at the end of the tunnel nobody <laughs> words encouragement nothing can help but me saying lord i need you and he said all right yeah so i, I would just say cry, cry out to god call out to god because that's not him causing no hurt no pain all he wants to do is love you he wants to he wants to love you back to wholeness so that's not him so i don't know what lie you're listening to i don't know what people told you about god but i would just suggest you learn for yourself because god is not like that once i said yes to god i realized that god was the best love was the best father was the best friend was the best provider was the best everything to me and if you feel like you've been trying and god hasn't revealed himself to you let me tell you, you're lying to yourself. Take away the distractions. Yeah, you are lying to yourself. Take away the distractions. Because lock yourself in in a room or something. He will. I'm telling you, he will show himself. Let's let's use the example of um, working out. Mm-hmm. I don't care what all the fads say. I don't care what a diet pill can do. You getting temporary results. You didn't lost ten pounds in a week. That's very temporary. You're going to gain 30 pounds right back. Um, you're working out, and if you're doing it, the, let's, let's, let's use a scenario of you working out the right way. There's no way you've been putting pounds on for years, and you're going to work out in a week, and, and you're going to get back to your dream body. There's no way. Mm-hmm. You gradually get back to... Or to a, a a body that you desire. It's you, a process. It's it, it's a it's a process, and it takes time. Same thing with God. Just because you don't see God's hand in a situation right away, right away mm-hmm. does not mean He's not working, mm-hmm. and it does not mean that you should give up. Mm-hmm. Try try again. You try again with everything else. The, the the Bible says you gotta pray without ceasing. And in prayer, let's let me let's just go on and talk about prayer. Prayer is not this long drawn out thing. You can literally wake up and say thank you, God. That's prayer. You can say, God, I need you in this moment. That's prayer. You can say, God. You can just talk. Just talk like you talk to your friend. That's mm-hmm. prayer. Prayer isn't, oh dear Heavenly Father. This is this, this. That's not what. That that is prayer, but that's not always the case. Prayer could be you singing a song. Prayer mm-hmm. could be you taking a walk, just thinking about God, just thinking about something you told Him. Prayer could be anything, mm-hmm. anything. So don't 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 let nobody tell you what prayer is, because prayer is unique to you. Mm-hmm. That was a struggle from of mine a long time trying to get to pray, trying to pray like other people and trying to pray in ways that God didn't mm-hmm. show me personally how to pray mm-hmm. and that's actually something i'm still working on i'm trying to understand what's my prayer language with god what's our what's something that's very unique to me and him how how should i talk to him how should i pray to him and what's what's pleasing to him from d and not from everybody else mm-hmm. so yeah keep going keep keep trying with god there's 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 not going to be you ain't you don't see it. You may not recognize it, but you have nine times out of ten, God has already revealed Himself to you. Um, 
I would say one way to cope while uncomfortable is to get comfortable with God. Mm-hmm. Get comfortable with Him. Get comfortable with yourself and who He actually called you to be. And also understand that that you won't be uncomfortable. Like, just yeah, like, you gotta you gotta wake up and uh, smell the roses. Let, let, let's, let me just say this. We're recording this podcast right now. We're telling y'all all this. I can put my head on the chopping block that we're going to get tested in this area. I'm already getting tested. Yeah. And me too. But we're going to get tested. We're going to get tested in this, in this area. And after you listen to this, if you get the momentum to keep going and really use what we're saying, you're going to get tested in this area. You're, you're getting warned right now. So when that that enemy comes, be ready. When that when that uncomfortableness comes, be ready. And and, and, and use the things that, that, that are being spoken to you in this very moment to to prepare you. You use this this right now to to fight back. You remember your attitude is very important. Mm-hmm. Remember that it's always going to be a time where you're uncomfortable. Remember that God mm-hmm. is the answer. Call remember upon to be him. open and honest about where you are and how you're feeling. Yes. Remember, go to God as you are, not who you aspire to be or who you are acting like. Remember not to allow outside things to become your coping mechanisms, but allow God to be your coping mechanism. Remember who he is and the promises that he has already spoken over your life. Remember to trust him. And trusting him is just knowing that he has the best for you. You know, trusting him is just, you know that you're good in his hands. Remember to speak life into your situation. You got the power. It, it, it's either you're going to do it or it's either you're going to sink. It's either you're going to swim or you're going to sink. Remember that it's always good to remember all the things that God has brought you through and all the good things he has done in the past. If he did it back then... He definitely can do it now, and he can do it again in the future. And remember not to doubt him. He's the one that's holding this whole universe up right now. The world is literally spinning, and you don't feel it. You are breathing the air that God has placed in your lungs. You are here. Why? why what's the point in living this life miserable when you don't even have to? You don't have to. So don't allow the lies of the enemy to reflect in your life. Fight back. You gotta fight back. Don't let don't let don't let people speak over your life. If if God if, if God if God says something to you, stand on that truth. Cause you gotta remember, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And your real life is hidden within him. And the only way to be be satisfied is through him. And Your him. life is hidden through him. Catch that word, okay? Your life is hidden in him. Girl, who said that? <laughs> Your life is hidden in him. 
And a lot of us are seeking other things, but we have not seek him. If we if we seek him, we'll find what we're looking for. Okay, and much more. All right, come on. That's a word. That's a word for the people. We're gonna, on, we we yes. gonna leave him on that one. That was right, your life. Spirit. Your life. When you're coping in uncomfortableness, remember that your life is hidden in him. Let's go. <laughs> mm -mm. All right, Lord.